Indeed, we give you good news. Bigulamin of a boy. Ismuhu, his name, Yahya, it's going to be Yahya. Amazing. He's given the good news that you're going to have a child. And not just that he's told, you're going to have a ghulam, a boy. And then he's told that that son, that boy's name is going to be Yahya. Nubashiruka from Bushra. Bushra is good news. Zakariya quickly supplicated. He didn't delay in making dua. And the response also came immediately. Ismuhu Yahya. Lam naj'allahu. We have not made for him, meaning for Yahya, min qablu from before, samiyya, any namesake. Meaning anyone having the same name as his. Sami is from the root letters, wausin mean, from the word ism. Ism means name. And sami is someone who has the same name as yours. Any Maryam over here? Raise your hand. Okay, so all these Maryams, they are sami of each other. Okay? Now, you know, sometimes some people, they have, you can say, very common names, right? And they get offended with their parents that, did you really have to choose such a common name for me? Right? And then, if someone has a unique name, they feel so happy about it. Hmm? So, Zakariya his son, his name was Yahya. And Allah is the one who gave Yahya his name. Can you imagine? Allah gave Yahya his name. You know, sometimes people ask you, who named you? And you're like, um, my parents? Some people say my uncle. Some people say my mother. Some people say my grandparents. Yahya who named him? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What great honor. The word sami doesn't just mean someone who shares the same name as yours, but also someone who shares the same characteristics as yours. Meaning someone who's similar to you. So in other words, Yahya was someone very unique, very different. Very different. His qualities, his habits, his interests, very different from the rest of the people. It is said that Yahya when he was still very young, like a little boy. You know, people would, or other children would call him, let's go play. And he would say, we have not been created for play. Can you imagine a child saying that? If you see a child sitting and reading a book, and the rest of the children are causing a ruckus, what would you say about that child? Wow, he's so different. He's so different, he's going to grow up to be something. Right? If you come across a child who at a very young age, he knows the names of all the cars that he sees, or he can you know, name the continents or the countries or something like that, you get very impressed, very different. So Yahya was also very, very different. لَمْ نَجْعَلْ لَهُ مِنْ قَبْلُ قَالَ Zakariya when he was given this news that you're going to have a son, and that son, his name is going to be Yahya, very unique son, Zakariya says, Rabbi, O oh my Lord, أَنَّا يَكُونُ لِي غُلَامٍ How am I going to have a boy? وَكَانَتِ مُعَاتِي عَاقِبٍ While my wife is very old, وَقَدْ بَلَغْتُ When my condition is such that I have reached مِنَ الْكِبَرَ of old age, عِتِيَّا Extreme. عِتِي from عَيْنْ تَعْوَاو. عُتُو is to be of extreme. 
You know, for example, Rutub is also used for extreme disobedience or extreme pride. So, Ritiyya meaning extreme old age. Amazing. He is the one who said, Oh Allah, you make a way and you give me a son. And then when he's told you're going to have a son, he says, how? My wife is old, I am extremely old, how's that going to happen? Is he doubting over here? What's going on over here? What do you think? It's surprise, it's amazement. You know, for example, you are sitting with your friend in the car and you're driving home with her and you say, let's go out to eat. I really don't want to go home. And you have your eyes closed and then when you open your eyes, you see you're not going home, she's actually taking you to a restaurant. You're like, really? Seriously? Well, obviously, if you see that we're not going home, we're going to the restaurant and you are the one who requested that we should go to the restaurant. Why are you saying, really? Seriously, why are you saying that? Because you are happy surprised. Right? And you are seeking assurance that I'm pretty sure we're not going home, but I want to confirm. You're seeking assurance. So Zakariya is not doubting Allah's ability, but he's seeking assurance. He's just happy surprised. He's happy amazed. He's just wondering how it will be, because physically it seemed impossible. قَالَ كذلك. He was told, thus, meaning this is how it will be. It will happen exactly how Allah has said. You are going to have a son whose name will be Yahya. That is what's going to happen. كَذَلِكَ قَالَ رَبُّكْ Your Lord has said, هُوَ عَلَيَّ هَيِّنْ It is upon me, very hayin, very easy. Hayin from the root letters, how well known. And hayin means very simple, something that's very easy to do, that is of little difficulty given the ability one has. You know, so for example, your brother who's very strong, who goes to the gym regularly, for him to pick up a chair and take it upstairs is hayin, simple. But for you, it might be very difficult. Why? Same action, easy for one person, difficult for the other. Why is it easy for them? Because they have more ability. So Allah says that it is easy for me. It's hayyin, very simple. وَقَدْ خَلَقْتُكَ مِنْ قَبْلُ Why is it simple? How can you understand that? Because I created you before, min qabl before, وَلَمْ تَكُوا شَيْئًا And you were nothing. Zakaria, remember, you were nothing. And I made you. So if Zakaria can be made, then Zakaria's child can also be made. Right? Why would it be difficult for Allah? Nothing is difficult for Allah. So Zakaria salam, when he's given this assurance that yes, he is going to have a son, قَالَ He says, Rabbi, O oh my Lord, اِجْعَلِّي aya, Make for me a sign. A sign? A sign of what? A sign that will tell me that yes, my wife has conceived. Because in those days, no ultrasounds, no pregnancy tests, alright? And um, you see, when you're waiting for something, when you know that something is going to happen and you're waiting for it, you are anxious. Right? Like for example, if your friend calls you and she says, I'll be there in an hour. And you know that her hour means anywhere between 15 minutes to 5 hours. Then can you sleep? Can you go take a shower? Can you pray? No, you can't. Why? Because you have this fear she's going to come any second. Right? So then what do you tell her? What do you tell her? That when you're 15 minutes away, 
Give me a call. Right? So, اِجْعَلِّي آيَةً Make for me an ayah so that you know, I can be at peace and I can get busy in glorifying you and praising you and thanking you. اِجْعَلِّي آيَةً قَالَ آيَتُكْ He said, your sign, meaning the sign that your wife has conceived is Allah, that not. تُكَلِّمْ You will speak. Anasa the people, ثَلَاثَ لَيَالٍ Three nights, سَوِيَّا While being sound. Your sign is that when your wife will conceive, Zakaria, you won't be able to speak. You won't be able to speak for how long? Three nights. And that includes the days in between. And your condition will be sawi. Sawi from the root letter seen wawiya. Sawi is that which is smooth. Okay, that which is smooth. And what it implies over here is that your condition will be perfectly fine. It's not that you'll be very sick or that you have some throat condition or something like that. No, your body, your health, perfectly fine. You'll be perfectly normal, but you will not be able to speak. Think about it. Not being able to speak for three nights, three days in between. Out of all the signs that Allah could have given Zakariya why this sign? You won't be able to speak. What happens when you're not able to speak? You cannot communicate with people around you. Now, when something you know, good is going to happen, you're going somewhere, somebody's coming, or your sister's expecting or maybe you're expecting, then what happens? People can't keep this to themselves, right? They just want to, out of that excitement, they want to talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Right? Going on and on and on. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong in that. But the problem is that when we're busy talking, we forget to talk to the one who is giving us that gift in the first place. We forget to remember him. We forget to thank him. We forget to praise him. So Zakariya was told, you'll not be able to speak for three nights. فَخَرَجَ عَلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ So he went out to his people. Meaning when that happened, he was not able to speak for three nights. He went out to his people, مِنَ mihrab from the prayer chamber. Mihrab is used for the prayer place, a place that is designated for the purpose of prayer. So he was there when he was given this news. He went out, and فَأَوْحَى إِلَيْهِمْ He was not able to speak to them, so he signaled to them. Awha is from wahi. And wahi is to communicate with another in a very subtle way. So that others around you don't really know, you're not using any words. But you communicate in a very subtle way. So he signaled to them, and sabbihu that do tasbih, glorify Allah, when bukratan in the morning, wa'ashiya and afternoon. Bukratan, Morning. It's the time after sunrise until noon. And Ashiya, afternoon, meaning after the sun begins to decline, right? So after the time of noon, that is what Ashi is. So he basically instructed his people, get busy in the remembrance of God. Three nights, three days. Why is it that he told his people to do that? Because when everybody's waiting for something, then what happens? Everybody starts talking, right? And sometimes such conversations, they happen to be meaningless, or they happen to be very hurtful, or they 
are a waste of time. A person is collecting sins as opposed to collecting reward. So he told them, get busy in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, Zakariya remembered that he was also a spiritual leader, right? So perhaps he addressed his people regularly. And now for three nights, three days, he's not talking to them. So he's concerned. They're going to waste their time. He tells them, get busy in the worship of God. Do this be in the morning and in the evening. Don't waste your time talking, expressing your assumptions, commenting on the current situation. Make use of this time and remember Allah. Ya Yahya. And then what happened? Yahya salam was born. How? How long was a pregnancy? How was the pregnancy? There is no detail about that. Something that we're interested in for sure. That's not mentioned over here. Why? Because it's not relevant. It's not relevant. What is relevant over here is what Allah is telling us. And that is what we need to focus on in order to derive beneficial lessons for ourselves. Yahya is born. Ya Yahya, O Yahya, khudil kitaba biquwa. Hold on to the book with strength, firmly. Which book is this? Any idea? Which book was it? The Torah. Alright? Because remember that the prophets, if they were given a new scripture, that is what they were supposed to observe. But if they were not given a new scripture, then which scripture were they to observe? The previous one. Alright? So Yahya is told, Ya Yahya khudil kitaba biquwa. Hold on to the book with firmness, with determination. This is both in the physical sense, meaning hold on to it firmly, strongly. And it can also be in the intangible sense, meaning hold on to it with determination, with sincerity. Know it well, observe it well, as it should be observed. وَآتَيْنَاهُ And we gave him الْحُكْمَ Wisdom صَبِيَّا While he was still very young. Sabi is used for a child. A child who has not yet reached the age of puberty. So you're talking about a child anywhere between 0 to 9, 10, 11, 12, depending on when they reach puberty. Mm-hmm. So such a young child, and Allah says, we gave him hukum. What is hukum? It's generally translated as wisdom. What is Wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to understand the situation and do the right thing. You see, many people have knowledge, a lot of information, right? But how to apply that knowledge in a particular situation, what does that require? What does that require? Wisdom. It requires understanding of that knowledge and of this situation. What to do when and how. This is hukum. And how is it that you gain this? Through experience. Right? As you make mistakes, you learn. But Yahya was gifted hukum. And in the Quran we are told, وَمَن يُؤْتَ الْحِكْمَةَ Hikmah is gifted, it is given. So he was given wisdom at a very young age. وَآتَيْنَاهُ الْحُكْمَ الصَّبِيَّةِ Now what does it show? That you don't have to be very old in order to learn the book, in order to read the book. You can also do that at a young age. Is it possible? Of course it's possible. Children, little children especially, their memory is impressive. Impressive. I mean, you'll see how little kids will imitate you. The way you speak, how you speak, 
the words you say, the manner in which you say them, they literally imitate you. Have you seen those videos of students from Dr. Zakir Naik's school? They're adorable. You should just Google them and see them, okay? They're adorable. How little children, they're literally imitating. I mean, shuyukh. They're giving lectures as if, you know, for example, one is speaking like Dr. Zakir Naik. Right? I mean, that's something that those children were taught. But generally also you'll see how children will copy you. They'll imitate you. Recently there was this uh, Nasheed video that I played for my kids and somehow they picked it up very quickly. Right? So my daughter said, I want to read it, I want to read it. So she raised her hands exactly the way uh, that Nasheed artist was you know, raising his hands. And I'm like, I didn't even notice that. But she noticed it. You know, there's a study that shows that by age one, children understand about 70 words. They understand. They're not able to speak them, but they understand. And this is age one. And at about 18 months, it is said that a child's vocabulary, it literally begins to explode. And they add new words at a rate of one word every two hours. So their vocabulary, how does it increase? Every two hours, one word is added to their vocabulary. And this is by 18 months. And by the time they're six, they'll probably understand about 13,000 words. This is an average child. 13,000 words a six-year-old can understand easily, even though they're not able to speak many. So, Yahya alayhi salam, he was given the book at a young age. So what does that show to us? That we don't need to wait until children are very old in order to give them the scripture. In fact, the salaf, the pious predecessors, they would say that teach your children the Qur'an at a young age. Because whoever reads the Qur'an while he's still a child, then the Qur'an will be mixed with his flesh and blood. What does that mean? Not literally. What that means is that the Qur'an will become like a part of them. It will become like a part of them. It will never leave them. Which is why things that you've memorized in your childhood, they don't leave you and you don't leave them. Even if you try to leave them, you don't leave them. You cannot forget them. They become a part of you. Yahya besides being very knowledgeable, he also had many other amazing qualities. What were they? وَحَنَانَ مِنْ لَدُنَّا and he was affectionate from us. Meaning this characteristic also he was given by Allah. Very affectionate. Hanan from Hanunun. Hanan is mercy, tenderness, gentleness, love, compassion, motherly love. So he was Hanan. He had a lot of Hanan. He was very compassionate towards people. Wazakatan. And also purity. Meaning he was also very pure. Pure from sin, pure in mind, pure in his character. وَكَانَ تَقِيَّةً And he was also fearing of Allah. Meaning someone who had a lot of taqwa. Very obedient. And someone who abstained from sins and all that was forbidden. Three qualities are mentioned over here. Compassion, purity, and God consciousness. Very important characteristics. Especially for someone who is going to be a leader for people. Compassion. Being merciful. And secondly, pure in heart. 
Don't keep negative feelings in your heart for others. Forgive them. Overlook their mistakes. Don't keep jealousy in your heart. And also God conscious, fearful of Allah. وَبَرَّمْ بِوَالِدَيْهِ And dutiful towards his parents. Meaning someone who did ihsan towards his parents. وَلَمْ يَكُنْ And he was not jabbaran, Someone who was a tyrant, oppressive, arrogant, harsh. Someone who doesn't care about the rights of others. عَصِيَّ Disobedient. Neither was he disobedient to his parents, nor was he disobedient to Allah. Notice how, out of all things, what is mentioned? His being dutiful towards his parents. Why? Because if a person is dutiful towards his parents, then yes, he will be good to the rest of mankind also. But if a person's relationship with his parents is not good, he's not obedient, he's not helpful, then no matter what he does with the rest of the world, that's hypocrisy. Pure hypocrisy. What shows a person's good character, the hallmark of a person's good character is his attitude with his parents. وَسَلَامٌ عَلَيْهِ And peace on him. يَوْمَ وُلِدَ On the day he was born. وَيَوْمَ يَمُوتُ And the day that he will die. وَيَوْمَ يُبْعَثُ And the day that he will be raised alive. Three days are mentioned over here. Which days? The day of birth, the day of death, and the day of resurrection. Three days, three times when a person is alone. He has to go through the pains, the difficulties of these three days all by himself. No one can share that pain with you. No one can take it away from you. You know when a child is being born, generally our focus is on the mother. That oh she's going through a lot of pain. But you know even the poor child is going through a lot of pain? For the child coming out of the womb is quite distressing. Which is why they have to monitor the child's heartbeat and make sure that the, that the baby is not in distress. Right? Because it's a very painful, but also think about it. The place where the child has grown, he's being expelled from there. I mean, those contractions are so intense. And who is being squeezed by those contractions? It's the baby. Right? But Yahya salam salamun alayhi. Peace on him. If he was safe that day. Safety for him on the day he was born, on the day he died, and the day that he will be raised alive. So listen to the recitation of these verses. Ya Zakariya, inna nubashyuka bighulamin ismuhu yahya lam naj'al lahu min qablu samiyya. قَالَ رَبِّ أَنَّا يَكُونُ لِي غُلَامٌ وَكَانَتِ امْرَأَتِي عَاقِرًا وَقَدْ بَلَغْتُ مِنَ الْكِبَرِ عِتِيًّا قَالَ كَذَلِكَ قَالَ رَبُّكَ هُوَ عَلَيَّ هَيِّنٌ وَقَدْ خَلَقْتُكَ مِنْ قَبْلُ وَلَمْ تَكُ شَيْئًا قَالَ رَبِّ جَعَلْ لِي قال آيتك ألا تكلم الناس ثلاث ليال سويا فخرج على قومه من المحراب فأوحى إليهم أن سبحوا بكرة وعشيا 
Sufyan bin Uyayna, one of the scholars, he said that the loneliest that a man will ever feel is in three situations. The first situation is on the day he is born, when he sees himself coming out of what he was in. The second situation is on the day that he dies, when he sees people that he will not see anymore. The third situation is on the day when he is resurrected, when he sees himself in the great gathering. And if you think about it, I mean, the, our birthday, I mean, that's gone. Okay, that's over, we're through it. But the day of our death, I mean, whenever you think about it, it kind of gives you goosebumps, you, you're afraid. Right? How will it be? How will I die? When will I die? Will it be painful? Uh, what kind of angels are going to come to take my soul? I mean, these are big question marks. And the day of resurrection, that also is frightening, even thinking about it. But what are we told over here? That Yahya, salamun alayhi. And salam means two things. One is that peace be on him. So he will be safe from any harm, any fear. And secondly, greetings. Salam meaning the greetings of peace. When you're greeted somewhere, then how do you feel? Welcomed. Right? You go to a new place, strangers, but when someone greets you, you feel welcomed. You feel comfortable. So Yahya will be greeted. Why? What's the reason? Think about it. What's the reason? Given the qualities of his that are mentioned over here, what's the reason? You could say that yes, he was a prophet of Allah, so special treatment for special people. Okay. But besides that, if you reflect on his qualities, what are they? It was partly also the dua of his father that he wanted someone to preserve his religion. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed Yahya in Okay. But that also makes sense. But look at the qualities of Yahya that are mentioned over here. Let's look at them. Someone who had the knowledge of deen from a very young age. You see, if a person is calm inside, then what happens? No matter how stressful, apparently stressful the situation may be, they are at peace. Right? Why? Because they are happy and peaceful inside. And faith, remembrance of Allah, knowledge of Allah is what brings contentment. It brings you confidence at times of fear. And then another quality of his that is mentioned over here, Hananan, someone who's compassionate. And if you think about it in a hadith, we learn that be merciful to those who are on the earth and the one who is above you, meaning Allah, he will be merciful to you. So it's not possible that a person is merciful, compassionate to others and Allah is not merciful to him. Allah will also be kind towards him. And then, Wazakatan. Someone who is pure in his mind, in his character, in his actions. وَكَانَ تَقِيَّةً 
Someone who is fearful of Allah, conscious of Allah, abstains from sin. وَبَرَّمْ بِوَالِدَيْهِ Someone who is good towards his parents. You know, once there was a man, a young boy at the time of the Prophet And he was basically at the verge of death. And he was not dying. You know, it's like someone who is very close to death, in a lot of pain. You would think they would die any second, but that boy was not dying. So the people instantly brought that case to the Prophet ﷺ and said, look, here we have a situation, what to do? And when the Prophet ﷺ inquired about him, he learned that this boy was extremely disobedient to his mother and he made his mother unhappy. Unhappy. She was hurt. She was very, very upset with her son. So she was requested, forgive your son. Forgive him. She said, no. I cannot forgive him because he's really offended me. He's really hurt me. I cannot forgive him. So then to make her feel you know, some mercy for her son, it was said that, okay, collect firewood and just burn this boy so that at least he's over this pain. So when the mother saw that this will be done with my son, so she said, okay, fine, fine, I forgive him. Disobedience to parents, making them unhappy is something quite serious. This is something that hurts us throughout our lives and it will also hurt us at the end of our life. وَبَرًّا بِوَالِدَيْهِ وَلَمْ يَكُنْ جَبَّارٌ عَصِيَّةِ He was not arrogant, a tyrant. He was not disobedient. Rather, he was an obedient, humble servant. So those who are good, they are treated with good. You get what you give. Right? The way you treat others, that is how you are going to be treated in return. So if we want a good end, we better live a a good life. It doesn't happen by chance. You die how you live. Alright? Okay, now you share a reflection with the person standing next to you. I want everybody to talk. Anybody would like to share their friend's uh, reflection? Not your own. Anybody? Uh, the sister I was speaking to was giving an example of one of her family members who has been on the, I guess, deathbed for a very long time and she was feeling scared about it. But we remembered how, you know, we can never actually judge what the situation is that a person is going through. And that for a believer, every situation can be good. Even if it is a difficult situation, it can still be the betterment for them. Even the young boy, he was at least forgiven in this world rather than having to face, you know, not being forgiven on the hereafter by his mother. So at least he was forgiven now, despite the difficulty of his death. So even now, we can't judge what a person's situation is. We just have to pray for them and assume that, inshallah, in the long run, it'll be better for them. Exactly. Jazakallah that was a very good reminder. Anybody else? Yes. Assalamualaikum. The person I was speaking with was really touched by what you mentioned earlier, the fact that when you make dua, you have to be in presence. You have to... Be conscious of who you're speaking with and put your heart into it. So that's the one lesson she mentioned. Because a person who is making dua but his heart is not in it, then um, such duas, they're not responded to as we learn from hadith. I mean, think about it. If somebody is talking to you but they're not really talking to you, what do you do? You just pick up your phone and you start going through it. Right? If you're trying your best to have a conversation with someone, you're giving them all your attention, but they're lost in their phone, what are you going to do? 
fine. I'll do the same thing. Right? So if we want our du'as to be accepted, what is it that we need to do? Make our hearts present. Right? Okay.